All right. Welcome to another edition of Insurance Questions Podcast. It is February 20th, 2024. I'm Eddie Buffalo. And my guest today is the one and only Billy Sheehan. Hi, Billy. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How's Detroit team treating you this morning? Oh, it's great. It's a blue sky. It's a little chilly out, but it's very nice. We're in a wonderful venue here. I am actually uh, coming from you right from McKinney Square in Texas, where you just had, did you end up making that, um, you had like a little instructional thing at the guitar factory, or it was a guitar place in McKinney, but then they got that snowstorm in Texas. I don't, I don't know if you made it or not. Oh, no, I did it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I was going to come guitar sanctuary. I think that was during a Buffalo Bills game, actually. Could have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I have loved watching you since I was a kid at the Salty Dog, back on Seneca Street, back Salty in Dog. Buffalo. So all our crew, all our crew members, remember those stairs. Oh, those stairs were awful. Do you know it's actually an apartment building now? Wow, it's crazy, crazy. Um, I always have people on from different walks of life. Um, and I just want to tell everybody what Billy has done in his past. Um, I was really surprised to see that you've been on 57 albums. Congratulations. That's, that is fantastic. And you were named. Oh, I had no idea how many. So I'm glad to know that it's 67. There's probably more. And the couple of things that really blew me away is you did an album with Terry Bozio. Yeah. And you actually auditioned for Max Webster. Didn't audition. What was the deal with that? They, they they hired me. I went up there and started to do pre-production on their record. I've never I've never uh, auditioned for anyone. Uh, it's funny because that's so. Uh, we worked. I worked on on that for about a month with them. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't really a good fit. So I. We're still friends. I went back to Buffalo. That's very cool. Very cool. Well, and by the way, you got a birthday coming up next month. Happy pre-birthday to you. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Yeah. So after all these years, I mean, we all get older. Did you ever think you'd still be doing this at your age? Never thought about it, but I've never thought about doing anything else. So right. it's all I really do. Uh, that's my People ask me what kind of hobbies I have, and I was mostly music. You know, mm -hmm. if I'm not playing it, I'm putting a new pickup on a bass or uh, rewiring something, or it's all all revolves around that, pretty much. But uh, yeah, I uh, we're on the Mr. Big Farewell tour, and some people have uh, uh, ridiculously misinterpreted it as some kind of retirement. And I had to excoriate them severely <laughs> that I'm, I'll, I'll never retire. I think it's a bad idea to retire. I, I'm with you there, Billy. I know my stepfather, my stepfather worked at uh, Chevy. And all the guys there said, well, somebody retires, give them a couple months, they're going to be gone. And it's really Actually, true. He retired. And uh, in a very, very short amount of time, he developed a serious chronic a disease and we lost him. So you got to yeah. keep, you got to have a reason to get up every morning. It's funny with us both being back from Buffalo. My father worked at the Ford plant 
And he started when he was a baby. So he actually retired when he was 58. And he had quite a nice retirement. He made it till he was 77 years old. He was a cancer survivor. And unfortunately, he passed away from having a colonoscopy. They perforated him. And wow. that was it. So crazy things happen. That's what brings us to a lot of people don't think about life insurance. I know I gave you some homework yesterday. Do you have any questions for me? Uh, no, but uh, I do know that uh, medical procedures cause the greatest amount of death in America. It's the highest. People die more from medical procedure than anything else. And that brings up a really good point, Billy, because you'll see all these people, and you know friends, I'm sure you have friends and family, that had to have a GoFundMe page. And the reason a lot of people do that when someone passes in the family because they didn't have insurance, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a good thing. I, I think it's, uh, I've always been, well, all through most of my years, I never had health insurance and I just paid out of pocket. Mm -hmm. But now it's, it's so mind-blowingly expensive. I went for an MRI a few years ago with no insurance. And I said, well, what I, what do I owe you? And they go, well, you can't pay. You gotta, you gotta get your insurance. They go, well, I don't have any insurance. <laughs> so, so, so they said, well, it'll be, uh, if it, if you had insurance, it would be 8,000, but because you don't, it, it's 1200. Oh my God. Isn't that True crazy? Story. What a scam. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. That's insane. I've always been able to sell health insurance. I just never have had the opportunity to do so, you know, um, a couple of the questions I wanted to ask you, I, I got to be honest with you, the, the Talos album 1985, when it came out a couple of years ago, that was a constant workout listen to here in Texas. Um, I, I'm really sad that you guys never got to tour in support of the album because, yeah. I mean, that, that would have been fantastic. It really would. Did you have a good time yeah. when you guys were recording that? We had a riot. It was... Uh... That whole uh, time with the, we call it version two Talus. It was really version nine. <laughs> there were eight other Taluses prior to that. Maybe even 10. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, we we initially got together to play one charity show for free in Barnard, New York. Bands at Barnard to oh, benefit a is. fire department. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, that was it. We were going to just do that, and that was it. Unfortunately, uh, it ruffled a lot of people's feathers, and people got upset that we that I played with the version two, and kind of basically cut cut me off and out of their lives. So I said, "Well, as long as I'm, might as well keep on going with version two. So we played some shows, did some touring. We had a riot. We played down in New York City. All these That's people awesome. showed up from back in the old days at Lemoore's and all the clubs we played down there. It was a riot." And then we said, well, we got these songs we never really properly recorded. We did a couple on the live album, but the live album was a little kind of a uh, uh, put together faster than we would have liked. So we we recorded these songs that we'd never really had a proper studio uh, version uh, set up uh, in Mark Miller, the drummer's in his living room. And uh, his drum kit was in there. And he's just a monster, amazing player. Bill sang amazingly. I would be, when we recorded the final vocals, I was in Nashville and we had a internet hookup to Toronto where Phil was with the really? engineer, Russ McKay. That's really cool. And, uh, and so uh, we would use 
we used FaceTime as talkback. And then, and then they had a thing called audio movers, which sent me in real time. I don't know how they do it, but in real time, no delay, the audio that was coming off the monitors in the studio. So I could hear exactly what Phil was singing. So I'd be That's there with them, pushing awesome. through lyric lines and a couple, you know, because as a singer, is that on mic, sometimes you change things. Mm -hmm. Some things don't sing as well. And, uh, but he gave it everything he had. Now he knew. We didn't know. He knew he was in big trouble uh, medically. Uh, we knew that there was a thing, but we didn't know how far, how bad it was. So knowing that now, that he went up to the mic and performed the way he performed on 1985, knowing that he was in trouble, it adds even more, if that's possible, respect and admiration for this man. Oh, my God. Uh, Phil, yeah. And, and on, the, on, on the record, he's just... He, He's amazing. He, he, he nailed he, it. He killed so it. So great across the two. Oh, just great. And uh, and he was the sweetest guy, joy to work with. All those guys. Kerry, the guitar player. We didn't have a guitar player. Uh, Mitch Perry, who was our version two guitarist, or Johnny Angel, weren't available. So Phil was working with Kerry at the time. He said, trust me, he's really good. And he was. Just a great, great player. Just fit right in exactly. Mark Miller on drums. Come on. I got I, know, uh, right? I got a, fo a photo of the first Dream Theater rehearsal and Mike Portnoy's wearing a Dallas shirt because he's a Mark <laughs> Miller fan. And uh, Ray awesome. Legere from Corn, Ray Legere from Corn in Pennsylvania. One of his friends took a video camera into one of our shows in about 1984. And he said he and his friends watched that video a thousand times. So that Mark awesome. was a, quite, quite a force of nature. And uh, I'm very glad you enjoyed that record. It means a lot to oh, all of us. I really did, Billy. I, I, it was fantastic. Um, before I got on with you, a buddy of mine that I do work with back in Buffalo, uh, Donnie Lafaso, I actually gave him his nickname, Donnie Lowe. He wanted to ask you a question. And who inspired you to play the bass? Well, uh, it was a multifaceted <laughs> inspiration. Uh, the first guy around the corner from me, Joe Hefty. He played with The Road. Remember The Road, The Mellow Brick Road? He was a bass player for The Road. Uh, he was a cool guy. He was older than me. He was as old as my older brother. So I was a little kid. They didn't hang with me. But I loved Joe, and he was at a Triumph motorcycle and a pretty girlfriend and oh, played bass. Cool. I wanted to be like Joe. So then once I discovered bass, he let me pick his bass up one time and pluck it. I got a blister on my finger right away. So it was a match made in heaven. And we uh, uh, then uh, some of the musicians that... Of course, the Beatles, when you saw them on Ed Sullivan, that launched tens of millions of musicians all around the world, not just in USA and England. But I've got Beatle bands from Malaysia. His guest was Paul McCartney. You were going to say and, Paul McCartney. And, that. and then, uh, well, in a way, but uh, another huge influences Paul Samuel Smith who played with the Yardbirds and then probably my biggest musical influence was Tim Bogert who played with Vanilla Fudge who I later became friends with uh, later on when I moved to LA he was a wonderful man so so there's a couple of things in there they all uh, Joe was the start of it Paul McCartney showed me where it could go Samuel Smith was my first real intro to playing some bass that it was a little bit more uh elaborate and then tim bogart blew the roof off the place 
And then I also listen to so many other types of music and musicians and instruments, sax, piano, Oscar Peterson, Sonny Rollins. Uh, Hendrix was my first concert at the War Memorial Auditorium. Oh, God. And uh, That's so awesome. uh, Johnny Winter, Johnny Winter and 10 years after at Klein Hands. I, I actually met so, him, uh, yes. There's a lot of inspiration. I got to tell you, I was... Yeah, uh, my, my crew guy here... My crew guy, Jeff, uh, he worked with Johnny right up until his, he passed for about uh, about 10, 10 years or more. Yeah, I spent an afternoon with him. He was doing a show here in uh, Dunkirk, New York, years ago. And I got to, that was a pleasure to meet him. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, last night I was coming back from the gym and I started listening to some Mr. Big. Because I got to be honest with you, I, you know, I'm, you're always going to be talus to me. You know, and I got to tell you, I heard a lot of your solos, but I was blown away by the solo you did on Back to Budokan. I would say that is. Oh, thanks my, a lot. It's got to be my favorite solo that you've ever done. It was fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, we uh, just did a multiple nights at Budokan sold out for the farewell tour. We recorded so they're going to be on uh, video, DVD oh, kind of thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had an amazing relationship. We had a man of Japanese people. And everybody thought it's automatic. If you're an American band, go over to Japan. You're automatically going to be you. That's not true at mm -hmm. all. Some bands went over there once and never got asked back again. And uh, that's funny. We were lucky. We uh, we touched uh, uh, the, we, we clicked the right boxes for the, we played there. Over a hundred times. Over a hundred shows. Ask, no, maybe three hundred. That's insane. I tell you, I looked at the tour you're on right now. What do you got? Like four more shows in the state. Then you go to Europe, uh, Brazil, South America, Mexico, and then back to the How do you do it, dude? I, I got tired just looking at the list. Well, uh, I love what I do. I I'm here. I got my my base with me uh all morning long plan practicing working on new things the uh, redeveloping old things recovering things i forgot uh it's a it's constant uh, learning it's a constant adventure uh i love to play uh i often say i live to play live and i play live to live so uh we're lucky we're at a spot where uh it's relatively comfortable we had a great beautiful prevo tour bus uh, with a wonderful driver in Germany, we've got the double decker buses are fantastic. I mean, yeah, in Europe awesome. in general, they're German buses. Uh, South America is tough because you can't drive from one country to another. You've got to take, you got to fly everywhere, and it's grueling. That's a tough one. Uh, but uh, but it's I've I've done it thirty times now, so I'm, I'm okay with that. European tour is relatively easy. Southeast Asia and Japan. Japan's a breeze. It's great. They just take yeah. care of everything for you, and it's amazing. So it's we're we're lucky to be in a situation where it's not uh, we're not packing up our gear in a van and sitting on the snare drum driving the New York State Thruway to Batavia. To play. Oh, that's the worst. So, now, let, me, let me ask you something. But as about both being from Buffalo, New York originally, what food do you miss? You can't say chicken wings because everybody says that. Bocce's pizza. Oh, yeah. Bocce's. Yeah, my dad was a huge bocce pizza. Me, 
the original through Bailey Avenue. And mm-hmm. it's just yeah, something about that pizza all the, is just great. And all the, 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 and everything. the pepperoni is just kind of chopped up. It's not, it's not uniform. The sauce and the dough are just really, mm-hmm. really great. I like that. And there are Acosta's on Hurdle Avenue too. Costas was a great Greek restaurant that I liked a lot, but there was, and all the Polish food. I love kielbasa and pierogies because when you grow up in Buffalo, you had German, Irish, German, Italian, Polish uh, everywhere. And the I'm, collection I'm of Polish, foods as a result was quite, quite amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, my we, grandfather my, came from. From where? No, my grandfather came from Ireland when he was six years old. Gotcha. His parents died on the ship, on the trip. Oh. You heard and that a lot. He showed up at he showed up at Ellis Island at six years old. The Roman Catholic nuns took him in and raised him in an orphanage. And at sixteen years old, uh, they showed him how to paint houses. He, they gave him a brush, and that was that. And That's he amazing. started uh, our family. And uh, I may have one of his brushes still. That, that I got is from my cool. Dad. That is very cool. <laughs> I miss crack his ham. You can't get crack his ham in Texas. Like a, a, what is a, that? I just want like a ham sub with lettuce, tomato, and onion. Like our tones on Seneca Street was my favorite since I was a little boy. I remember my father coming from the stamping plant and stopping there, bringing him home, going to Quality Bakery on Seneca Street, bringing home cheesecake. I mean, just I can't find food like that here. You know what I mean? Yeah, another one is beef on whack. Uh, people outside of Buffalo they have no idea what that is. Did you go what to Balos? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, on on uh, that was on that was on Bailey, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in Lovejoy. I don't care if it was horse meat because it was the best stuff I've ever had in my life. I don't care, you know. Well, that was fire, the word. It was the horse fire meat. ended up ending that place. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, my wife's from Italy. We go to the uh, supermarket and they sell horse meat in the supermarket. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like in New York, I know I was in the Bronx and a bunch of us, we went to a, a really nice Puerto Rican restaurant and it was on the menu. I guess as long as you, it stated on the menu, they can serve it. So it, it was delicious and I got yeah. no complaints. Well, I don't want to keep you all day, Billy. I thank you so much for uh, being on My pleasure. here. Um, I don't get, I don't geek out about much people, but I was really looking forward to seeing you today just because oh. to you, you are my youth. You know, going Very to dog, you. you know, spending my money at cabbages, buying high speed on ice. I, I remember cabbages. that like it was yesterday. The one, uh, University of Buffalo cabbages? Uh, no, I used to go to the one at in uh, at the Seneca Mall. And I remember okay. when I was 13 years old, I got my first job working for summer youth in Buffalo. So you would go downtown to City Hall, get your check, take it to Buffalo Savings Bank, remember with the big windows and everything. And then I would go to the main police mall and I could buy whatever I want because it was my money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Yeah, there was one. I think of the original one uh, across from the University of Buffalo where Kenmore uh, Avenue meets Main Street. And then that's the one I went to all the time there. So I got to tell you, like in 1984, I won a contest on 97 Rock. I won the top 84 albums of 1984. And they changed their um, programming for like a couple months. I forget what they went to. And so they didn't have anything to give me. So they ended uh-huh. up after going back and forth and rigmarole on it. I ended up getting 84 gift certificates to record theater. Perfect. 
But the one thing is, I had to get them all at one time. So I had my buddies come with me and we're walking around with all these albums. Everybody's like, what the hell are these kids doing? You know what I mean? So, well, thank you for letting yeah. me go down uh, memory lane. Uh, you're in Detroit tonight. Where are you tomorrow, Billy? Uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, maybe? Minnesota. I got a bunch of guys, believe it or not, from Minnesota here in Texas. So thank you very much. And I'd like Perfect. to dedicate this to Phil. You know, um, oh, that album was good. fantastic. If no one has listened that. to Talus 1985, go download it, go buy it. It's definitely something you want to listen to. It really rocks out. Thanks again, Billy. Great. Thanks for doing it. All right. Take, take care. care. Take care, Phil. Bye. See ya. All right. Bye.